Oh man, it's Wednesday. Welcome back. You know what that means. It is time for the Club Cool Podcast. That's right. I'm your host, Barrett Dudley. I'm here in the stud. And oh, yeah, yeah, oh, here he comes. He's riding in on his fixie bicycle. He's got the black jeans, the black boots, and a cutoff t-shirt that can only be described as a schmedium. It's Phil Battaglia. Hey, man, <laughs> am I glad to be here. That trip was not easy. Yeah, no. That's, a lot of and, traffic. A lot of traffic, a lot yeah. of traffic. It's not. It's kind of cold today. It's sunny at least, but it's it's still pretty It's pretty chilly. Right, but I'm sticking to the... Um, the cutoff, yeah, it's cutoff tea. You have cut to. off tea. Yeah, I'm gonna, I mean, yeah, you promised. You yep. made a promise. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't understand this reference, then you need to go follow at Club Cool Pod on Instagram to know what we're talking about. But it is a reference to uh, to to Phil's style icon numero uno, Justin Thoreau, who you know I did. I was looking around mm-hmm. at pictures, and he really is the cutoff T-shirt king. He by is. the way, uh, he's got an impressive collection. And also, this dude stays in the gym, man. And I don't think he does anything but bicep but, curls. Dude, the, the picture you posted today was shocking. He is yoked up. And also <laughs> very tan. And uh, Yes. that he, he. I think he's a fan of spray tans as well. <laughs> well, he looks great. He, you know, the one thing about Justin Thoreau, I guess, is that like... It, as rugged as his like overall look is, it is still very very manicured, and you know the guy like cares about like vanity in general, absolutely, which is something that I relate to, uh, you know, just to the nth degree. Like very <laughs> vain person here, so you know, I I, I do I, I like and re- respect that. Um, before we get into what we've got on the docket today, I've got a I've got a big I've got a mission for you, a mission an, an impossible one, you might say, a mission impossible. Um, so uh, right now, everybody is going to choose to accept this mission. Okay, good. Yes, you've accepted. Um, I need you to go find one person's phone. It can be your roommate or your mom or your dad or your girlfriend or your wife or your husband, a sibling, a coworker, wherever. If you're in the car right now or whether you're, you're at your desk or you're just at home, you, you, you're going to stop, pull over, pull over. Okay, fine. Now we're good. Get on that person's phone. Go to the Apple Podcast Store and subscribe them to the Club Cool Podcast. That's what you need to do right now. I don't care. You don't even have to tell them about the podcast. Just get somebody's phone and subscribe them to the podcast. All everybody's right. doing it. Everybody's doing it right now. That if everybody does that, we will double our download count, and uh, and then this will be. I think I've heard the number one podcast on Apple. Yes, that's true. Yeah, that is, yeah. Uh huh. So we that's just shy. That, we're just shy. Yeah, <laughs> that is what we we're going uh-huh. for. Yeah, we we're going from if we do that, if we can do that, uh-huh. we will go from a very small niche podcast to just like one of the biggest in the world. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah. So uh, okay, all right, everybody, good. If you can't do it right now, do it when you get home. Do it later. Do it sometime. But help us out. Subscribe one other person to the Club Cool Podcast and. If you think they might be interested in it, you can mention it to them as well. You can ju- you can talk about it too if you'd like. But we encourage not, that, but not mandatory. M- interact more, with yeah. someone. Interact, yeah. Put that phone down afterwards <laughs> and have a face to face conversation. And then later on in you know the evening, pick it back up <laughs> and listen to a few old episodes and check out the Instagram too. That's true. At Club Cool Pod on Instagram. Okay. All right, today we are going to uh, talk a little bit about the gold chains that you may have heard, heard us talk about on the pod or on Instagram. Um, I've been getting some questions about where to buy these things, what they should look like, etc. Uh, and then 
We've got some just like general fashion notes to go to go over. I, I don't have one big topic today, one big thing, as uh, as my as my guy SVP would say. Um, so we're just going to kind of like dot and dash and, and talk about a few things happening in in the fashion world right now, and uh, I'll highlight some brands that I think everybody should know about. And uh, and yeah, hey, guess what? Producer Mike is here too. Hey, great to be here. I love being at the uh, the corner. That's right. That's right. People were asking where the clubhouse is located, and it's, yeah, people know this. It's it's the one. It's at the intersection of style and pop culture. That's yeah, the and one. it feels great to be there. Yeah. it's my favorite place to be. Good, good. Uh, you. It looked like via the social mediums, you had a nice trip to Santa Fe. I did. I did. Okay. Thank you for asking. Yeah. It was uh, it was wonderful. Santa Fe, great place to get a fit off. It, is that right? <laughs> oh man, it's it's a great place to get fits off. It, yes. If I was going to Santa Fe, I. I would have to like restrain myself from just like spending a thousand dollars on double RL to pack in my bag. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know what I mean, the, yeah. the great thing about flying there from Austin is we flew on Southwest, which means that I did not have to take a carry on because you get two free uh, yeah, check bags. Yeah. So I did take the largest piece of <laughs> luggage I had because the weather can be a little confusing. It gets cold at night. It's yeah. hot during the day. So I had jackets. I I had check baggage, which <laughs> for a, for a weekend trip is a little absurd. Uh, but I did get a couple fits off, and uh, it's a beautiful place. Natural beauty is amazing. Uh, lots of shopping, lots of opportunities to uh, to cop new new uh, Johns, as uh-huh. the kids say. Am uh-huh. I doing that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> the aesthetic is really – you could really get a, a series off, a series of grams off. The other thing that we did that was really cool is we went to a – I guess it's called like an art – uh, exhibition mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, it looked like you were getting cultured <laughs> called uh, out there. Well, yes, yeah, that's the great. If you're into drinking margaritas and uh, looking at art, there, I, I, I'm just gonna say it, there's not a finer place in the world to do it. Wow. Every Did- every restaurant, every bar, every hotel has like a margarita menu. Is that right? <laughs> yes, everyone has like eight to ten different margaritas. And you are a connoisseur. I do love a margarita. Now, yeah. are they big on? Are, are they pushing tequila, or are they like mezcal people? All there? of the above. Okay. Anything you could possibly want. Tequila is is the thing, but they're generally that that margarita menu includes a mezcal drink or two. As and well. are they making margaritas the way that you prefer them to be made? You can find them the way that I like them. You can find them ways that I don't like them. Okay. You can find them any way you like. <laughs> uh, you can find them sweet. You can find them frozen. It's good. Okay. It's a fun time. And uh, we went to a place called Meow Wolf, which is like an art yeah. exhibition thing. Mm-hmm. And there's you could take it. there. It's sort of two parts. There's a house, and it's sort of a murder mystery thing. And they have all these documents, and you could touch everything. And like they've got newspapers, and like you go into a, the kids' room upstairs, and there's like a uh, like a three pay, uh, a three ring binder full of like clips. So there are people that spend eight hours there just going through this, trying to solve the story. Okay. And then, but you like walk through a closet, and there's a trap door, and then there's just these like wild light light rooms and like interactive light displays and just crazy stuff so if you want to go in there and like explore and do the thing you can spend eight hours if you want to go in for an hour see the whole thing and get holograms off you can do that too and that's what a, mostly what we did what an immersive <laughs> experience it was really cool apparently george rr R. martin of game of thrones uh-huh. fame is somehow affiliated if he's the financier or oh, the brain wow. well, behind now, the well, thing well now you've got me now, yeah. now you've got me hooked and when I I said on the Ross Boland podcast that I was going to Santa Fe, Santa uh, Fe. I'd love your Rex. I, let's say twenty people reached out to me via DM. 
19 of them yeah. said to go to Meow Wolf. Okay. Yeah. I was yeah. not that excited about it. Really? But I will tell you, it is worth the plane. If you go and you go straight there and get on the plane, go back the next day, it would be worth it. It was <laughs> it, really, really cool. Is it crowded? I'm sure it is. What we did is we went on Friday night and there was a concert. So I think it was like what they call an adult night. So mm-hmm. there weren't many children around. Okay, good. And to I know. think that was the perfect time to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I read all the stuff about how there can be a line and it's cold outside and you wrap around the building. And you, you get there and you're like, children would love this because the nature of it, you can touch everything, you can climb on things. I found myself like a child, like climbing on stuff and doing posing for photos and. The whole thing. Uh, I got some new headshots I'll show you guys. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice. In front of some very psychedelic stuff. But Meow Wolf alone is worth the trip. It's like an old bowling alley. Uh, I believe they're building one in Vegas now, which will be uh, something everybody will – you know, if you haven't heard of it yet, you will a year or two from now because it will be the big thing. This sounds like something that would actually be perfect for Austin as well. It's coming here. Apparently, not they, to worry. they were okay. trying to do it in Austin first and something fell through. Okay. So I don't know if it's still in the cards or whatever. They're going to do something. I'm reading right now. They're going to do some sort of experience for South 5, of course. Well, I was just oh. about to say. Well, there you th- go. Th- it's, this sounds like something that they're going to have like a pop-up uh-huh. interactive thing but during South by. It's mm-hmm. more than just uh, – it's more than that. It's deeper than that because there's <laughs> always pop-up interactive things, and you're like, okay, this is kind of cool, but this is not that cool. This was – Ridiculous! Wow, I've heard a lot of good things about it. We've, it was really fun. Also, didn't y'all go and like the two things that I've always heard like to not miss in Santa Fe was this Meow Wolf, and then this Japanese. Yes, this spa. is the other thing, and I I don't know where it fits uh, fashion and pop culture, but I'll tell you, you do get a dope kimono ro- kimono robe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you get a yeah. robe. They give you a robe when you go there. There's a spa called Ten Thousand Waves. Yes, it is beyond dope. It is the coolest thing. Like, we decided, like, Meow Wolf is awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I went. If I, The next time I go to Santa Fe, I probably won't go, though. I'm never going to Santa Fe or within a three-hour drive of there without going to 10,000 Waves. <laughs> wow. 10,000 Waves is amazing. Wow. And it's very Japanese style. Yeah. Uh, and it's, like, we had a private room, or it was a private outdoor suite, I'd say. Uh, it's outside. You're, you're looking at mountains and, like, and snow and shit. And there's like a fence <laughs> separating you from the outdoors. You're kind of covered, but you're not totally covered, so you feel the outside. There's a private hot tub, a private cold bath that you get in that's like 51 degrees, which is awesome, and a private sauna, and then like a private room that has like a day bed on it. Uh-huh. And they like they lock the door and hand you the key. Nice. And so it's we had that for 90 minutes, and it was so great. Like we read, we just hung out, we went from hot tub to cold tub. It's an amazing experience. And then we got massages afterwards. It wasn't um, insanely pricey. That's what I've heard. I've heard the pricing is very reasonable. Very reasonable. I think you would pay you would pay what we paid for just a regular massage at a general five-star. Uh-huh. If Man, you went to the okay. Four Seasons and yeah. went and got a 90-minute massage, you'd pay what we paid for both that and the massages. Plus, they've got a public area. So those those two things are unbelievable must do's must do's and then then the other thing you'll just you'll just wander around because everything it it all has that santa fe uh architecture style Mm -hmm. um the 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 only thing i would say for the the people that listen to this podcast you're a little more discerning taste (laughs) is do some research which uh from a shopping perspective because there's a lot of like shops that kind of peddle in um I don't know, trash, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. And then there's some nice things. And the night, the coolest stuff we saw, my girlfriend had found on Instagram beforehand. Mm-hmm. There was a photo of, of some rugs. 
uh, and the aesthetic was really dope. They were sixteen thousand dollars a piece. <laughs> nice. So we weren't. So you gonna, didn't. So you came back with two. I, I came back with like uh, yeah that and uh, some green chili, uh, some some chili peppers. But um, did did the, you? The, if you're looking for super high end, like really cool cutting edge stuff, you can find it. You just have to kind of know where you're going. How about turquoise? Did you come back with any turquoise? Uh, we did not cop any Turk. Okay. But there's lots of that. And <laughs> and I'm told, you know, Caitlin did the research. I did not. But Houston's I, all about that perp. Yeah. Santa Fe's yeah. all about, about that Turk. <laughs> I'm told that if you, there are That's lots great. of Native American uh, artists that are selling their wares on the, uh, in the square. And they have, they have uh, like, you, they have to be licensed to do that. And I'm told that if you find the piece from them, that's the best way to do it. Uh-huh. Uh, not uh, as opposed to going to some of the shops that may or may not have legitimate things. So do some research ahead of time if that's something you're looking to to cop. Um, but it, it was it was great, and there's lots of shops. And then on Sunday we went to the Georgia O'Keeffe Museum. We did a bunch of art, Love more sort of art related stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it was a, a wonderful place. Did you, uh, as far as the Johns go, did you see people decked out like full Harry and Lloyd style? Yeah, you see a That's little bit comes of that. To mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they are full Santa Fe yeah. when they get those fits off with uh-huh. all the fringe and the and like yeah, the southwestern you know, cowboy little, vibe. It's a little more western than like Aspen, you know. So it's not quite as like high, not as quite like high fashion. A uh-huh. little more western themed. Okay, but okay. you see people wearing hats. And sweat like I was so mad that I didn't have a vest. I wanted a dope vest because mm-hmm. there, it's a great place to wear a dope vest, and okay. it was right. vest weather. Yeah, uh, lots of lots of cool hat shops and and good looking hats. People yeah. walking around in, not necessarily the Texas cowboy hat that right. we think right. of, uh, but sort of that big western hat. You know, it's. Uh, it's a place that has sunshine 310 days the of the year. The type of hats so that we've talked about right here on this podcast. Yes. Like the wide brim kind of western style fedora. Lots of that. Yeah. And so uh, that's that is is the uh, the thing to see. And then you also have like a lot of like rich people walking around uh, in expensive boots. Sure. And, sure. you know, lots of dudes, you know, white guys wearing North Face uh, vests and stuff. Naturally. naturally. But it's uh, it, it was great. Great place to get fits off. And I would highly encourage it. Okay, man. Santa Fe just rocketed to the top of, of the list on the and on the domestic a trip. Quite, a for quite sure. easy flight. And and the other thing that we mentioned, you fly to Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. Albuquerque is a one hour drive to Santa Fe. The drive itself may be one of my favorite parts of the whole trip. It's just incredibly naturally beautiful. Um and there's nothing there. You take one road, it's super easy. Good times. Well, awesome. Thank you, Micah. Uh going to Santa Fe. Awesome. Losing hair, not so Ooh, awesome. Wants not that. so awesome. Well, I've got you on the mic here. Oh, thank you, Micah. <laughs> let's ta- let's Damn. talk about that. Came off way harsher wow. than I meant it to. <laughs> I just know that Micah is more, is a, is slightly more experienced in the application of the products uh-huh. that you're going to get from Keeps. This sure. is true. So that is that's that's why well, we've spoken that, a little that bit. Is, of, that's all I meant. Uh, no, no, no offense taken. <laughs> we've spoken a little bit about Keeps here. Uh, Keeps is the easiest and most affordable way to keep the hair you have. What's great about Keeps is you can sign up online. You take three photos of your dome. The process is super easy. They pair you with a doctor in your state. And the next thing you know, if you qualify, you can get uh, for in five, five minutes and only a dollar a day, you'll never have to worry about hair loss again because they send you FDA-approved uh, prescription drugs. Right. And they and send the, them to you. Yeah. And these are the drugs that used to cost 
a, an arm and a leg, really. This was expensive stuff to, to keep your hair. Now it's super, super easy. Uh, they offer the generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. I, I'm sure you know what they are. You do know what they are. Keeps is only 10 to $35 a month. Plus, plus, my listeners, right now, you can get your first month free. That's right. Go to keeps.com slash cool. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash cool. It's a free month of treatment at keeps.com slash cool. Keeps. Hair today, hair tomorrow. It's super easy. Check it out. All right, guys. Uh, let's get into something that uh, that we've kind of teased a little bit here on the pod and on the gram, but but haven't really you know taken the deep dive into. Mm-hmm. And that's the gold chains. We've talked a little bit a, a little bit about this. It, it was kind of my call is what as as a as like a, a, a kind of unique trend that we'd see on the rise in 2019. So you guys have kind of reached out and asked me, well, where are we supposed to get these gold chains, among other things? And as it turns out, this is not the easiest question to answer. (laughs) (laughs) Because this is not just like a ubiquitous everywhere trend right now, it's not as easy as just like, you know, going to Nordstrom or something and being like, hey, I'll have that gold chain. Thanks. Mm Yeah. like I said, or like like I've talked about, this is kind of like a '70s and '80s uh, older guy thing. These these were frequently. I know my I know my dad. He, he listened to that episode of the podcast, and then we talked a little bit about this. His gold chain was a gift from my my mom, and that was a lot of that. That's a, how a lot of this stuff went. Mm-hmm. And as such, the type the easiest place to go and get these things is still kind of like your generic jewelry store right now. So, you know, the 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 ones you see on TV that that are kind of easy to make fun of like Zales and K and Jared Jewelers, mm-hmm. that's actually the best place to go to check out the gold chains right now. Now, that's based on on my research. Here's here's why and here, here's why I'm suggesting those places. They're going to have the right type of chain, like the thin you know, not like big bulky, like box chain or uh, they'll have multiple options for they'll sure. Have lots of options. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you'll 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 get a big price range here, too, because you'll get you, they'll probably have some some stuff that's just like plated sterling silver, which uh-huh. will be on the low end. Maybe you can get out of there for one hundred, one hundred fifty bucks. And then they'll have like 14 karat gold, which is going to get you probably into like three or four hundred dollars. And then they'll probably have like other crazier stuff like white gold or 18 karat or, or, or what have you. Mm hmm. You'll be able to try on. If they have something that you really, really like, but it's it's too long, uh, these these jewelry places can shorten the mm-hmm. lengths in it too, so they can make it exactly the size that you want. Um, so, it, and and you can go every every town has a K or a Jared or a De Beers or or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can just go in there. You can even Macy's. I saw if if you're just like knocking around online, even kind of like an old school department store is probably still carrying a little bit of this as well. So uh, on the plus side, it's probably pretty easy to go try on some of this stuff and see what you think the downside is that you might not feel as cool as you thought you were going to going to get a gold chain <laughs> when you you know i can assure you it's going to be a very different experience yeah the you know uh, the, i think one of the original people that i talked to about the gold chain stuff was uh with with hannah gaffney who uh-huh. came in the pot the over at by george and her like her little secret did we talk about this on the yeah, pod? Yeah, we was did. The HEB. Yes. That you can what? Like, you can sometimes find basically like little small 
uh, jewelers that are posted up in spots like HEBs. Really? Yes. <laughs> uh, like I know the Fiesta up yeah. north has yes. like a, a cash for gold slash small jewelry shop in there. <laughs> wow. And that was basically what she was saying. That Love there was Fiesta. A, yeah. There was yeah. an HEB on, in her neighborhood that I, I think guess they got rid of it and remodeled. They, yeah, but that was like where she did, loved yeah. to find her gold chains. Yeah, no, you, you, right. You you generally will, will find this type of thing at a grocery store that has not been updated in a while. And or that maybe services like, you know, just like the up and coming neighborhood, if you will. Yes. Sorry for using a bunch of euphemisms, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Those are the best stores, by the way. Yeah. Um, okay. So what's the right length? That's another popular question that I got. All right. So typically, if you're looking for like, like a kind of like a, fashion necklace the the length is in anywhere between 20 and 24 inches kind of hangs low kind of down onto your chest and it's something that is is slightly obscured or hidden if you're wearing if you're wearing it like under a t-shirt and then you can maybe pull it out if you want to like on top of like a crew neck t-shirt or a or a sweater or what have you okay for this gold chain look that we're talking about you actually want something shorter than that the sweet spot is 16 to 18 inches depending on how high you're comfortable with it being and uh, your size and height in general. Like I would probably, like as, as a smaller dude, I'd probably be more in that 16-inch range because where I, where I want to be able to, like I don't want to have to go, you know, disco club style eight buttons undone for you to be able to see this thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's supposed to just kind of like poke out no matter kind of like if I'm just wearing like a polo basically. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That I would love to see. So, yeah, mm-hmm. a gold chain with a polo. Uh-huh. Yeah, dude, that's the look, man. This is kind of natty. It's kind of uh, like, it's kind of like 80s boat clubs. It is. And I have to, my take on this is I'm out. You're out. Now. I'm out. Okay. And the reason is I feel like it's one of these trends that you're, you're going to either hit it or it's going to be, you're going to miss completely. <laughs> and it's one of these things that's not going to be around very long. You think so? I do. Okay. And I, I feel very, Similar, unfortunately, I think I missed the boat on, although I might try it out later and just be the only guy. Well, but I think, I feel like I missed the boat on the wide brim hats, wider okay. brim hats. All right. Um, and I feel like this is a, the same type trend, but even shorter of a lifespan. Here's my feeling on this, is that you go to someone's house and you see a photo of their dad mm-hmm. from like the early 80s yes. and he's shirtless on a boat wearing a chain that's or maybe he's got the polo or whatever right. and it's sort of a little bit a little bit sleazy looking yes, yes. <laughs> that's what you're looking for that is, here yes. and if you look at that picture in 2019 you go that's dope that that's a good look if you look at that picture in 2020 are you still going to say that I don't know. <laughs> Maybe 2020. By 2021, I, I think like this is all. I, I feel like this is a trend that is clearly cyclical. At some point, this is you know maybe five years from now you're going to be like that's awesome. I want to look like that. Mm-hmm. But six years from now, you maybe not. Well, much much like the hat that you just mentioned, though, mm-hmm. this is all about like. Let's see. I w- I posted about this gold chain. There's this guy. I don't even remember his name anymore. He's on Riverdale. He's like this like super attractive Asian dude. Uh, you know, kind of like, kind of big and brawny looking, and he and he swears by like kind of the the camp collar shirt, unbuttoned several buttons, and he wears one of these gold chains, and like it fits his his aesthetic so perfectly that it transcends like trend or not trend, basically. Yeah. And that's the way I feel about the hat too. It's like if you're if you are 
if you are inserting yourself into like that Southwest kind of like vibe, that Aspen Hatter, that double RL, that Santa Fe look that we were like, that we're talking about, that like Marfa mm-hmm. Western thing, that hat is always going to play. Mm-hmm. It, now, the the way that like Cam Newton or Future or some of these guys like rocks it with like a bunch of different designer mm-hmm. stuff, like that is the trend that's going to look funky in a year or two years or or. Ten yeah. years from now, you I'm gonna try mean? it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in the game. But like, if you if you if you work it into, I guess like the look that it's meant to work with, rather than like the trend piece of the look, then I don't think it's something that is like that that will that will be regrettable in photos in ten years. You know what I mean? For me, so, I just I like like you have that beaded necklace yeah. that you wear underneath things that peeks out around yeah. the neck. Mm-hmm. That to me, that's just more my speed, I guess. Yeah, and I'm and. That is, that's definitely an option that's still out there. And let's kind of like jump into another point that I have here. Like I I mentioned the kind of jewelers where you'll go to like look for this type of stuff. And uh, are are there brand names? Are there fashion names if you don't want to do the Jared or Kay thing that kind of like, you know, that just kind of like that more generic style of going to buy jewelry? I really could not find anything that's Mm -hmm. like doing this. this look that we're talking about like the closest that i could find was david yerman and tiffany Uh so two like they're basically like the designer version of Kay and jared right because they specialize in like very like what i'd call traditional jewelry um but even then it's like it's still a different thing than exactly what we're talking about here it's a little bit more fashiony the necklaces fit into that like longer look they usually have like some type of pendant hanging off of them or something mm-hmm. they're not just like the straight up thin gold chain and so then then you kind of like start stumbling into the other stuff well what else is out there as far as like fashion stuff there's a jewelry uh, line that i really like called giles and brother yeah they're good they do all sorts of cool like mixed material copper and yeah. brass and leather and beads mm-hmm. and like all sorts mm-hmm. of like dope stuff that's that is uh I'm not going to say it's like less trendy, but it's it's definitely more approachable and probably easier to work into like just like kind of an everyday style, mm-hmm. if you will. Good bracelets, yeah, great bracelets. So, um, you know, that that's check them out if you want. There, there's assorted others. We've talked about Mayansaya before. Yeah, I know they do some necklaces. So if you're like if if this whole conversation has you thinking about jewelry, mm-hmm. but you don't want to go into this like kind of half sleaze gold chain look. Then check out some of these other brands that are doing stuff that's just a little bit more, uh, you know, approachable. I guess I would say. Uh, last thing, does quality matter? I, th- and that kind of like comes back to this question that we, or th- this the topic that we're talking about uh, about like trend or not trend, and that's and that will be that will give you the answer to your question. Are you just jumping in for 2019? You just want to like pull off a few looks and like get a gram off? Mm -hmm. No, quality does not matter. Don't spend that much. Are you really, really into this look? Do you love a gold chain? Do you want to wear it forever and then like pass it down to a son or a daughter or whoever one day? Then yes, quality matters. Like go for like 18 carat or higher, basically. And uh, and that's that. That's my that's my spiel on the gold chain. All right, Micah, hit jibs. Chain hang low. All right. I wish we could do that. It's too expensive. <laughs> can't you play like? Isn't like the rule that you can play like fifteen seconds of it or less or something? No, there, there. You can't play any of it. No, actually, right? unfortunately, okay. I. We, Even you mentioning it just then is probably costing us about a, two grand. Well, just don't sing it. 
<laughs> yeah, then that that would that would be uh, some sort of copyright infringement. Uh-huh. But uh, it, we're we're good. Shouts to them if they want to if they want to uh, give us that music, we will accept it. Yeah, that is, yeah, absolutely right. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd even be willing to chip in one third of a a, a gold necklace from K uh, in order to get the mm-hmm. rights to that song. Wow. So okay. if, yeah. if if that's acceptable payment, if somebody will get <laughs> that, in touch with our chain hang. That's a conversation maybe starter K, right Maybe there. K has <laughs> gift cards. Maybe you yeah, can bribe somebody that, with a K gift card. That would be reasonable. That would be reasonable. All right. Well, you know what they say. Every kiss begins with K. It's true. Uh, okay. All right. Let's continue. I've got some general just kind of fashion notes here. Uh, just some things that I noticed this week that, that kind of came up on my radar that, that I thought would be kind of fun to talk about. One. Goldman Sachs, either yesterday or Monday, I can't remember which, but early this week, sent out a company-wide memo that their dress code has officially been relaxed. Good for them. This is noteworthy because these, uh, as we call them, these white shoe firms, these like big powerhouse like New York law firms and iBanks and like stuff like this, this is kind of the last vestige of places where dudes were like going full Armani suits every day and like power ties and yeah. you know like this was one of the last places and now I'm not saying that there that there were dudes up there that were full on Gordon Gecko or Patrick Bateman but there but if there was any place that people were getting close to that mm-hmm. it's at these it's at these types of New York I banks and law firms mm-hmm. and so the fact that Goldman Sachs kind of like you know the biggest of the big, at least the the, the most well known in my mind, and for mm-hmm. name recognition, they have basically done away with like suit and tie every day. Now that doesn't mean that that some people won't still wear that, or that you won't uh, need to look that professional, uh, have that level if you're like meeting with clients or like you know going to do something per- particular. But on the day to day, on your every day. You can you you your business your biz cash now, man. That's the way it should be. I've never really understood, and I'm sure some of our listeners out there wear suits every day, but I've never been in that situation. Thankfully, but like I have friends that are that are in, like wealth management guys um, or attorneys. Now, attorneys, I totally understand. You need to be in a suit every day because you're you're client facing, right? Mm-hmm. If you're not client facing and you're just in an office all day. I've never understood wearing the suit. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, for me, it's 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 always one of those things. It's like, it kind of sounds glamorous. It does. But then you talk to friends that have to do it, and yeah. they're like, it is awful. Right. You know? And especially, especially, well, I mean, even in New York, like, it gets hot as shit in the summer. And that has got to be, but but especially, like, in a place like, now, nobody has to wear a suit in Austin, let's be real. <laughs> but, it, but, like, my buddies in Houston that, that, at various points in time, I've had to go suit and tie on the day to day. Like that's brutal when it's 110 for on, sure on you know August 10th. Yeah, tucked and, in. Yeah, and you dark be suit. Like, yeah, that's tough, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I, and these guys that we're talking about, like they they're not you're you're like blowing your paycheck at Men's Warehouse for like the multi pack, <laughs> you know. And so these suits aren't going to probably, they're not breathing very well, I would imagine. Now, okay, but guys at Goldman Sachs don't, well, need, to, right. don't, don't need to be, they're not spending money on men's Goldman warehouse. Goldman Sachs aside, they've never stepped foot in a, in a men's warehouse. I, I guess I'm, I guess my, you know, like my question here is like, 
we're we're already in an era of fashion and menswear where like the suit has lost its appeal broadly, mm-hmm. right? Like when do when do nobody puts on a suit anymore except for like weddings and special events and occasions, weddings right? and funerals. And so now it's it's just kind of like I guess I liked that this kind of idea that there were powerful people somewhere still going that route. Now, I, I guess I guess there still are. I guess politicians are still like dropping like 7K on a Brioni suit and, mm-hmm. you know, and various CEOs and uh, owners of NFL teams are st- are still like riding that wave as well and never will, but or and always will. But uh, but yeah, it, I mean, yeah, it's just it's just interesting. And, you know, I guess it's uh, quite a boon for uh for bonobos up there in New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've got plenty to choose from other than suiting. Everybody, uh, all the Goldman's, all the GS boys heading straight to bonobos to pick up some new uh, some new chinos. <laughs> right? <laughs> or Walmart. That's <laughs> They're owned by Walmart now. Yeah, that's right. There's no, there's not a bonobos pop-up in a Walmart that I know of yet. Who would have thought that a Goldman Sachs HR policy would, would uh, affect? be a boon to walmart <laughs> but it, it, and somehow it, it does that yeah, so it appears. yeah it's true anyways uh you know it, that just biz cash is just tough man it, it, it's boring it's like I, I don't know in some ways it's even worse than a suit although i guess more comfortable i'd rather wear a suit i'd rather wear i've said this before if you're ever, if I was ever to find myself in some sort of corporate setting, yeah, that you'd go full uniform. I'd go full uniform, right? It, it right. Can, it's a business cash uniform, but it's going to be uniform. Yeah, yeah, or some slight variation on the day to day. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Another thing that I noticed. So GQ, uh, our boys over at GQ, they do lots of lists, listicles, and stuff like that, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. hottest menswear drops. Uh, you know. Here are the best whatevers to buy right now. Yeah. Like, you know, all, all sorts of stuff like that. I always enjoy flipping through them. Um, so we'll just call them like their curated shopping lists uh, for the time being. They are now featuring items on Grailed in these lists. Really? Yeah. So I just, I, I, the, the, the ubiquity of, of, uh, of Grailed, the rise of Grailed is, is something that's been really like interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Because on my first couple years on it, like, it was so it was in beta basically mm-hmm. you know what i mean it was like this like very uh something that was in on this like new frontiers this cutting edge way to like buy and sell and trade hyped up right or archival or or run of the mill fashion you know mm-hmm. garments of clothing um but yeah it's reached a level now to where just like so this can be some schmucks piece of clothing on that that just gets like picked up on a on a GQ feature. <laughs> nice. And I just think that's uh that's kind of interesting. Can we talk about we're, we're going to get into Heidi Slamane later but that jacket that was on Grailed that was a, allegedly his sample the the leather from St. Laurent. Oh yeah yeah, somebody won about what $20,000 or for more it? than that. I think it was like 30. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff that I love seeing on Grail, though. Like yeah. that's you won't find that anywhere else. Maybe eBay, but um, and they still have it. I, I don't think they've lost that appeal. The you stuff that's so out of reach and you've never seen in your entire life, and you will only find there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you do you like ever like scroll through the feed on Grail at all? Very rarely. Very rare. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm more of a seller than a buyer. 
I've on never Rails. sold anything on there. But but I guess what what I'm noticing more and more is that like I will let let's say like I, I guess it's you know and it's good it's good and bad that it's becoming more and more popular. Uh, you know, a con for me is that it has become a little bit more difficult to sell something because there's so there are so many things on Grailed now that it is harder to like have your item found by casual yeah uh, browsers, right? Because it's like if 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 one thousand items are being uploaded every minute, then your item spends what thirty seconds at the yeah. top of the feed, right? So it's so so that part has become difficult. Like if you don't have something that somebody is specifically looking for, then it it is could take you a while to sell something, mm-hmm. or it's you're going to have to like drop to like a, a dirt cheap price, which has already been kind of an issue with mm-hmm. Grail. Is that like uh, everybody you know wants deals, which I totally understand. Just a race to the bottom. But it's a ra- yeah exactly. It's a race to the bottom. Uh, obviously. The pro is tied to that same thing exactly. Like if I'm like looking for, oh man, like I really, I, I wish I had bought that Amy Leon Doris sweatshirt from last season, and I like Google it. It's like a pretty solid chance that one's going to pop up on Grailed now. Yeah, because there are so many things on Grailed, so it's just kind of a you know an interesting uh, you know. What's the return policy? I guess. What's up? What's the return policy? Oh no returns! No returns. See, that's what I'm it's P- worried it's about. It's P to P. It's pure. It's pure to pure. I know, and that's supposed I, to return something. And being the size that I am, I return a lot. No, you're you're taking a shot in the dark. Yeah. On uh, when you buy something, that's mm-hmm. why everybody wants measurements all the time, mm-hmm. so you mm-hmm. can compare to an item. And then you just have to. You basically just have to be ready to repost something if it doesn't work out for you. Damn. Yeah. Uh, that is a nice feature, though. It's like you can basically be like. If you buy something, it kind of like stays in your account. Yeah. And you can just, if it doesn't work out, you like hit a button and it reposts from your mm-hmm. username. So you don't have to spend like time like taking new photos if you don't want nice. to or like okay. writing a new description. So it's kind of interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I was also just knocking around, doing some thinking on uh, on some of this fashion stuff that we talk about. And sometimes I worry that we focus on like a f- the few brands that, that make a lot of headlines. Like how many times can I mention Virgil and Off-White and mm-hmm. Fear of God and like John Elliott and all this stuff. So I wanted to to do a little segment here uh, where I kind of like break down some brands to know and tell you why they're interesting, mm-hmm. why I like them. Um, so uh, <clears throat> we're going to jump right into that. But first, let's take a quick break. All right, speaking of brands that you should know about, Outer Known is absolutely one of them. Fantastic. What it, what is what's so great about having Outer Known on board is that they are a brand that would probably be on this list that I'm about to give you mm-hmm. anyways. And yet here they are sponsoring the podcast giving my listeners an awesome opportunity. Seriously, uh you're going to get 25% off your full price order. They just released a bunch of awesome awesome spring 2019 stuff and I mean, like 25% off is, take it from me, a certified sale boy, at the beginning of the season like this, 25% off is such a money deal. Huge. Yeah. So that's outerknown.com, O-U-T-E-R-K-N-O-W-N.com. Use my code COOL to get 25% off your full price order. This is the brand that was started by the Michael Jordan of surfing, Kelly Slater. Uh, they The brand is also like a very 
has like a very ethical ethos. They're on a mission to provide great clothes that don't harm the environment. Uh, you know, their their motto is for people and planet. Everything from them is high quality. It's sustainable. It's super durable. It's well constructed. It's got great fit. Uh, check out the Instagram because I posted a, a fit pic of me and a couple of items that I got. One is the Overlook hoodie in Shibori, which I, I shit you not. It was on my wish list before Outer Known was sponsoring this pod. It was in my Mr. Porter bag, and I, and and I finally got the chance to get it. It's like this super cozy fleece wool hoodie with this big blue, almost like uh, Japanese tie-dye looking print. It's awesome. Um, I also have a pair of the Drifter jeans, which are super cool. Uh, I would recommend sizing down on them, but they're like a very just like re- kind of slim but relaxed fit they just i put them on and i feel like i'm like about to hit the beach in california and just you know get some to- get some sand beneath my toes in between my toes <laughs> um I, honestly i cannot say enough about how much i love outer known so check them out use promo code cool and get 25 percent off of your full price order all right let's jump back in phil you ready to talk about some additional brands that i really like there you go okay uh let's start with entire world are you familiar with Entire World? I'm not. Okay. Uh, it, this one is, is, is kind of fun because it relates back to a conversation that we, that we had last week about kind of a bygone era of menswear. We talked about the J. Crew liquor store in Tribeca mm-hmm. closing down. Mm-hmm. Well, another brand that was born out of that era was called Band of Outsiders. Yeah. Uh, Band of Outsiders was like all made in New York. It was started by this guy named Scott Sternberg. And it, it was the it epitomized like the kind of shrunken Oxford collar preppy look mm-hmm. that kind of like spun off from a lot of this kind of natty dandy uh, menswear suiting type stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, it was at a pretty high price point. Like it, it, it was, um, you know, bun down shirts would run you at least 225, I think. Damn. Yeah, and they were doing like all sorts of tweety suiting. Uh, it was a really cool brand. They always had ad campaigns that were that looked like very natural and were like Polaroid style. And it would feature like I think Ezra Koenig from Vampire Weekend did one, and Aziz Ansari did one, and like it was just a very cool kind of clubbish mm-hmm. brand. Great name. And uh, and uh, then out of nowhere, like four years ago now, maybe. It just folded, and uh, it was a pretty big surprise. So then I think last year, Scott Sternberg made his uh, kind of anticipated return to the fashion world with this brand called Entire World, and Entire World is basically the 2019 version of Band of Outsiders and made at a way more approachable price point. It's a little bit more basic than Band of Outsiders was. Uh, there's there's not as much as kind of like unique funky stuff mm-hmm. and, and it, like that that he was doing in addition to kind of the, some of the just like the true classics like Oxford cloth button downs. Uh, this is this is all like a very basic type stuff, but you get this you get what was cool about Band of Outsiders, and it's kind of diffused in a way that's like really easy to wear and shop and just like get into and, and a very good price point across the board yeah and now i some uh, you guys 
uh, y'all get mad at me when I say something is uh, is when I say anything is inexpensive. Like unless I'm talking about H and M, y'all get pissed off if I say something is <laughs> is inexpensive. So that's why I'm using this new word approachable because that's what it is. It it, it is it's accessible. You know, you don't have to be rich to shop entire world basically you don't have to wait for a sale to get like one thing t-shirts are like 32 dollars uh and he's doing like really cool 2019 fits the one that i really like is like the boxy t-shirt fit Mm -hmm. uh the he he's he just dropped like four new colorways of their kind of pleated pant which looks awesome it's like a very of the moment kind of like relaxed but slim silhouette i Uh, like the t's the in the the one that's almost like a ringer t around the neck yeah i like that uh and then the the, the the kind of the cherry on top here for entire world is the experience of shopping on their site. Yeah. So you go to their site and it's like it 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 doesn't feel like any other shopping website. It's arranged in a more unique way. If you have your sound on, there will be some music playing. I was just trying to access that and I think I fucked up the mic. And uh <laughs> and <laughs> when you when you add something to your cart, a large crowd claps and cheers for you. Really? Yeah. And um the copy is so well done. Just go check out. It's theentireworld.com and find an item and just like read the way that they describe the item. <laughs> it's like Jay Peterman. Yeah, it's like, it, in, it's who, whoever their copywriter is very, it, their copywriter is very, very good because mm-hmm. it reads exactly the way that somebody would talk. And that's a, that's a, such a tough thing to do. That's, that's the hardest thing about like writing scripts for people is that they, it's hard to type how people would talk you think you know how people would talk but then when you like start writing it down it's like very difficult Um, yeah they go into great great detail on especially like the care tab Uh uh-huh which i screw up consistently yeah um he 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 says here if you need to throw it in the dryer use a low temperature and make sure you've sized up because even though it's been washed tested it might shrink (laughs) yeah cotton does that (laughs) he says ironing is fine iron iron it high if you want that's it. Yeah. Um, oh, there. Now I hear. I'm hearing the music. I'm Where's that coming little, from? That's from the website. Is that from your computer? Oh, maybe it's from my computer. <laughs> Pump that shit up. Oh yeah, I'll let you. Uh, Very yeah. nice. How relaxing is now that? Now we're in the mood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's no copyright on that, is there? There's no, no, can't be. I'm talking. I'm. This is free advertising for them. Yeah. What are they going to do? <laughs> uh, yeah. Ooh, but yeah, I like that. So. I'll just read you a description of their like basic tea. Oh, just the tea you go to bed and dream about. Here, now, for you. Rise and shine. Wear your regular size and feel dynamite about it. Straight up and down. Fit classique. Not too long in the sleeves. Not too long anywhere. Perfect size neck opening. It's just like, and they're, 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 some of them are really, are kind of funny too. Mm-hmm. They're witty, very dry. Uh, anyways, I, it's just kind of fun to note because uh, what who it reminds me of is, I remember like, Right at the beginning of Chubby's, when you started getting their emails, mm-hmm. they were talking to you like in this really, really funny way that like yeah. a friend would write you a goofy email. Yeah. And it was it was captivating. Mm-hmm. Like I was I was like studying the Chubby's emails because they were so good at what they were doing. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's like super played out. And, uh, you know, I just I, yeah. it's lost its. It's one of those things where you kind of have like lightning in a bottle for like 18 mm-hmm. months and then, you know, you just kind of beat it into the ground and it doesn't work anymore. But that's 
this kind of reminds me of that. It's always fun when like people come up with like cool ways to capture the vibe of their brand through their copy. Well, it's pretty hard to create an experience for somebody on a website. Yeah. You know, while they're shopping. Yeah. That's the one thing that these retailers are still hanging on to is you, you have an experience now when you walk in the door of a lot of these places, but this, this guy is doing a very good job of creating a whole vibe while you're here. I mean, it tells you when somebody is logged on. It tells you how many people are yeah, on the website. It tells you how many people are on the website. They're yeah. with you. There's 71 people with you. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So just kind of cool stuff. And uh, yeah, that's the entire world. Uh, okay. Next brand. This one is called 18 East. Uh, now, there's a kind of a through line between these three brands that we're going to talk about today. And that's basically that they're all spinoffs of other brands or of previous brands. So from Band of Outsiders was born... Uh, entire world from Eidos, kind of a luxe Neapolitan Italian line, is born 18 East. A guy uh, who started uh, Eidos, Antonio Siangoli, has started this brand, uh, started last year. And he is definitely has his pulse on like what is happening, what is popular, and like this kind of uh, undercurrent. Of, of fashion and style right now. And what I, I was kind of thinking, I, I keep going back to the Bodhi stuff that mm-hmm, we talked about. Mm-hmm. And like, it's so different and weird to a point. And yet, like I'm thinking about it more and more every day. And like, I'm, I'm all in on Bodhi. Like as soon as I can get my hands on some Bodhi, I'm doing it. Uh, Bodhi boy. I'm a, <laughs> yeah, I'm a certified Bodhi boy now. <laughs> and what okay i guess what i started thinking about is like as the price of clothes i'm noticing like a a pretty sure like pretty noticeable uptick in the price of clothing i i feel i is happening right Mm -hmm. now just in general like somebody somebody dm'd me and was like hey i'm looking for new swim trunks i I can't find anything under 60 bucks yeah that's gonna be tough and and I thought and I thought about that and like you know I, this is I, I always have to kind of like j- just give you the disclosure that for me somebody that is so passionate about this that loves it that shops it like all the time that thinks about it constantly like I'm just completely blind to like price shock anymore mm-hmm. so 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 I'm I'm comfortable with kind of with prices on things that sound outrageous to like everybody else i guess or to people that aren't wrapped up in this but i thought about it and i was like okay well I, 60 bucks is pretty normal now and i had a really hard time sussing out like some stuff under 60 bucks for some trunks how much are like patagonia baggies like 50 or 60 dollars yeah yeah j Cruz swim line is all like starting at like 69.50 now yeah i even went to banana republic all 69.50 89.50 yep uh, really, the only thing that I could find was like H and M and uh, some stuff on Urban Outfitters that was like forty bucks. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, it, it, that's just kind of a a tangent that like <laughs> I, the, the price of stuff is definitely coming up. And so, as, as clothing in general becomes more and more expensive, I think one of the things that people are gravitating towards is stuff that has a feel of being special. And so, whereas like. You know, you know, if you buy a super nice bespoke custom suit, mm-hmm. like this thing is razor sharp. Like it looks like it, it, 
it almost looks like it would would have come out of a laboratory, mm-hmm. right? Do you know you know what I mean? Yeah. Like think about you think about how sharp and like well cut and perfected something like a a custom suit or tuxedo is. You can feel it when you wear it. Yeah. That's what I look for in, in something like that. But on the flip side of that, now I think people are sometimes looking for something that looks like it had hands on it. Do you know that, Yeah, like, not mass produced. Yes, not mass produced. Something that feels artisanal. Mm-hmm. And like you know, like if you if if you can tell somebody that like yes, this embroidery was done by hand. This little piece of art on this product was like made by somebody. You know what I mean? It wasn't just like printed by a machine, sewn on by a machine, mm-hmm. packaged in a machine. You know what I mean? And I think that's what like something like Bodhi captures so well is that this is something that like time and love went into. Yeah. And that's that's a lot of what 18 East is doing as well. Uh, they are kind of like, they're taking a lot of their inspiration from uh, various other countries and cultures. So for like their first drop, he uh, Antonio like basically went and designed everything in India and Nepal and used local textiles and manufacturers. It's very obvious. Yes. Very obvious. So and it is really cool stuff. And that's and and I I think that's important and you know as like we have like fashion watchdogs out there like such as Diet Prada calling out people for appropriation and, and various other things. It's like part you know and 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 I have mixed emotions about Diet Prada but like if you want like a genuine Cadi fabric don't just have somebody knock off a Cadi fabric, right? Mm-hmm. Like, go get the OG. Go to <laughs> India, get a Cadi fabric, and that's and that's what you should use. Yeah, basically, like giving that credit to the people that came up with that that originated the stuff is cool, and it's and it and it's it's more ethical, and you're giving back to the communities that that you're drawing the inspiration from. Sustainability is very clearly like pop, like a thing in fashion right now. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of people out there trying to help solve the problem of like the waste and damage that fashion does to the environment um outer known is another one like I mean, that you know we just talked about that that is that is making strides in sustainability and uh and you know working with fair trade uh manufacturers and stuff like patagonia has been doing patagonia has been doing it for years uh reformation is a women's brand that that focuses on that a lot um so yeah so 18 East is you, you you got hand painted stuff, you got handmade stuff. You they're they're trimming things with like local fabrics and uh it just it it's just really attractive because it feels like you know, you just kind of feel that love that that got put mm-hmm. into to the brand. Well, there's a 100% chance that if you find yourself owning a piece of something from this line, you will never see anybody else wearing it on the street. Yeah. You will and, be the only one. And so let's talk about that. They are making things in very limited runs. What they're trying to do is put out little capsule collections mm-hmm. once every two to three months. Tomorrow, Drop 3 releases on the website. It's, it's or just Google 18 East and you can find it. And it's like, it's going to be, I think it's like 20 pieces, maybe maybe fewer. And nothing is, they, they basically are not making like more than 50 of anything. Wow. And so you hear what I'm talking about, right? You hear all this like, it's handmade. It's it, 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 working with like uh, fair trade manufacturers. It's sustainable. It's it's uh, uh, limited. The price does not reflect that, and that's another awesome thing about really? this brand. Yeah. I was expecting something astronomical. No, not at all. It, it is uh, again. 
it's not inexpensive, yeah. but it is absolutely approachable and accessible. All right. Like, you know, what is, what's like a retro X peel zip up from Patagonia cost now? Like 150, 160? Yeah, like a nano puff is 200. Yeah. Well, one of the pieces releasing tomorrow is like a dope fleece vest mm-hmm. that is like, I mean, has so much more uh, story behind more it everything. than like, you know, your generic North Face, For right? Sure. And I, it, it's, it's, it's going to be like 160 bucks. Oh, man. So Get me on this email list. Yeah. So that's, subscribing. Yeah. So it just doing a lot of really cool things at 18 East as well. Um, okay. Last one that I want to talk about. And again, we got some through lines here. Uh, this is kind of another spinoff. So there was a creative director of Supreme named Brendan Babenzian. And I, don't, I have no idea if I'm saying that last right. I'm right. sure you are. Babenzian. Uh, yeah, that's probably right. Anyways, he was the creative director that basically took Supreme from a low-key niche uh, underground skate brand and made it what it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, he left, and he started another brand called Noah NYC. Very, very cool stuff. Uh, the, the So far, what I've got from Noah NYC is I've got hats, and it's like they're my favorite hats. They're good hats. Yeah. They fit well. I've not actually tried the clothing, but I do really, really like it. One of you guys asked me on the Instagram when I was doing like the Q&A, basically your question was, what do I think of like the low-key Supreme stuff, like the stuff that doesn't sell out in four seconds and whatever? Mm-hmm. And uh, what I was I was thinking about how to respond to that, and this is basically my response, is that you should shop Noah NYC instead. For sure, 100%. Uh, the low key, the low key Supreme stuff is like those button ups or like the like the three button, right? Long sleeve, yeah, polos, yeah, stuff like that. And there's like there's a we talked about the meme stuff. There's a funny one that's like that's basically like, oh yeah, the low key Supreme stuff is what I really like. <laughs> Look at the subtle branding. Look at the detail. Yeah. And it's like it's still Supreme. You yeah. know what I mean? Like and and so the fact that I don't know, I just really struggle with Supreme in general. I yeah. don't. I, it's probably one of those things that I'm just I like, I, I don't know. There are a lot of reasons why I just bristle at Supreme in general. Same. But um, I'm still, I would still wear a box logo t-shirt. I would. Okay. Only if it was a decent color and it wasn't something crazy. Yeah. See, I, I just. And I would wear it. You know what I'm saying? Like wear it enough to wear it in, uh-huh. not treat it anything like anything special. Yeah. You know, it's a Hanes t-shirt. Right. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know. I I don't know either. I I guess uh, Supreme is part of the Instagram problem that we've talked about. Mm -hmm. That's, and that's my big, that's my big issue with it. It is like, it is such a major contributing factor to the, to the thing of like where, like there are Instagram accounts dedicate dedicated to telling you what Supreme pieces are going to retail for and what the expected resale value of them will be. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, fine. Why even play Why, that game? Yes, right, exactly. Like that, it, it's just such a massive turnoff. Yeah, so you go to, to the, Noah. To the brand as a whole. So, uh, Noah NYC, it's basically grown up Supreme to me. And that's why I like it. And there's 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 far far less, if any, of like the you know Supreme is like like goes for some shock value quite a bit of the mm-hmm, time as well. For sure, you know they put the word fuck on like all sorts of clothing mm-hmm. and, and 
do a bunch of weird shit like that. Noah is super wearable. I, I just it's just cool stuff that I really want to wear. And if you like the fact that Supreme is like pretty limited, that's the thing about Noah. It it does actually sell out. This is still a very popular brand. It just sells out in like four days instead of four minutes. <laughs> and that that alone is like far more attractive to me. And it's not like plastered all over yeah. the Instagram account of a bunch of 18-year-olds. And uh, yeah. And so, um, you know, there, there there is a little bit of like dissonance there because I know that when Brendan started Noah, I think it was like 2015, he talked about how he wanted this to just be stuff that you wore because you thought it was cool. And he talked about how he hoped that people would focus more on identifying themselves through like the things that they were doing and like the work that they were doing and like their actions basically than like the clothes that they owned. And so the the fact that some of this is still like a little hypey is like, you know, kind of draws like a weird maybe bit of hypocrisy, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's a popular clothing brand that isn't produ- mass producing stuff. So this stuff sells out because people like it. And like, there's not really, at the end of the day, there's not like a bunch wrong with that, mm-hmm. especially because it's not, because it's less of like, you're not playing the Supreme game with Noah. It's not, it, it, not it's, a big resale market. It, exactly. It's not right. Um, anyway, that's NoahNY.com. They're doing a bunch of cool stuff. And this is another company. It, I, I thought this was interesting. I had it in my head that they were a sustainable company. So I Googled Noah NYC like sustainable or ethical or something like that. There is a piece on their blog that is basically like, we are not a sustainable company. <laughs> and I thought that I, I, I liked that they that they owned it, like that they were getting a lot of credit for caring about things basically, uh-huh. but that they are now also like straight up acknowledging that they're not sustainable and that they are looking for ways to be better about that, yeah. but that they're not there yet. Now, having said that, they, they do, if you, I mean, you go to their website and like you'll notice immediately like that they, have, they care about certain causes and that they will put up big on their website. They'll encourage you to like get involved, be active, do that type of stuff. Um, and, and, and just the fact that they are on this piece about how they're trying to be better at, at sustainability but aren't there yet, like look at some of the pictures that they put up, man. Mm-hmm. Like it's such this old fashioned game. It, it, it's a, the, the waste that it creates is, is uh, just to borrow their own word is stupefying. <laughs> um, it is. It, it's really, it's kind of scary and, and it's definitely an issue. Anyways, uh, those are the three brands that I wanted to highlight. In addition to our boys over at outer known, um, once again, outerknown.com use code cool 25% off your order. Shorts, swim trunks, t-shirts, hoodies, the whole shebang. All their stuff's awesome. Um, All right, let's take one more break. Hey, everybody, and I mean everybody, has the right to rest. The key to getting your best rest is the right mattress. Meet Lisa, duh, with two awesome mattresses, accessories, and bases for better, deeper rest. You got the All Foam Lisa mattress. It's new and improved. It now features the cooling LSA 200 foam for enhanced pressure relief for side sleepers. Uh, Checkbox, because that's me for sure. Same. Um, Or rest on our Sapira hybrid mattress. Now, I have the Sapira. That's a, uh, it's a hybrid because it utilizes both the memory foam and also some spring technology. So it's the perfect combination. Great for pressure relief, edge to edge support. Lisa, it's another awesome company. We're sitting here talking about 
ethical companies and, and, and companies that care. Lisa is another one. They provide a better, they want to provide a better night's sleep for everybody. So from day one, you know, they have been donating one mattress for every 10 that they sell. They also plant one tree for every mattress that they sell. So that's over 32,000 mattresses that they've donated to more than 1,000 nonprofits. We love Lisa. You can go to lisa.com slash cool. You will automatically save 15% when you check out. That's lisa.com slash cool. You're going to get 15% off of your entire order. All right, Phil. We got one more thing to, to, to hit on here. Uh, now, this is a brand and a name that we have talked about pretty frequently here, and that's Eddie Slimane, now the creative director and fashion designer at Celine. Ah, uh, yes. No accent mark anymore. Uh, he got criticized the first go-round. All the shit that he sent down the runway for women's <laughs> and men's looked pretty much exactly like Saint Laurent. Uh-huh. Well, cue up Paris Fashion Week. He showed fall, winter, 2019, and... Boy, it was something. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by that? Okay, well, I'm going to steal from the uh, the the review on L from L Magazine was titled "Eddie Slimane meets old Celine fans halfway for fall," and that when when I clicked through the the, the photos here, that that that's exactly how I felt. I can I can feel the slimmingness of it. I can see, you know, his his vibe mm-hmm. coming through. But at the same time, this is way more like this is not so goth rocker heroin chic that he loves so much. Yeah. Like this feels the the stuff that he sent down the runway has like an edgy slimane vibe to it. In a way where, like, you know, a forty-year-old woman is going to feel comfortable shopping it. It's more cocaine chic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or what are the what are the Brits like? I don't know. It, it, it's got anyway. There were a lot of uh, there were just a lot of like wider silhouettes. There were tweedy patterns. There were there were there was more there was richer texture. Um, it just I, I don't know. I just wanted to bring it up because it. it I think that he like the the big question here, the, or the most interesting one, and in, in, at least to me, has been: Did he succumb to the pressure, or was this his plan all along? Mm-hmm. Did did he like was his, was his plan kind of like I'm going to slap you in the face with spring? You know it's Eddie Slimane, bitches. Here's what I got, and then he was going to kind of like soften the palate a little bit for fall, mm-hmm. or what? Did, did, was he basically like after that first show where people like? You are ruining Celine. You ha- <laughs> you have to do something for the people. Like do your thing, but also do something for the for the huge base of Celine fans that we have as well. And so I, you know, he has a lot of knee high boots going on. Lots of knee high boots. Yes, literally every single look pretty much has them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, big riding boots again, which feels very like equestrian and very British. Um, and you know the. It, uh, there was something really incredible that I saw online. I'll try to find it and post it on Club Cool Pod Instagram. But somebody had done like a side by side of his last of many of these looks from this show, mm-hmm. and put them side by side with looks from uh, his last women's show for Saint Laurent, which mm-hmm. was called Palladium. And 
like the while the the individual pieces taken by themselves are different, like the looks are almost one for one, like as far as their proportion in style and gen- and like in like overall uh, cut, basically, uh-huh. which I thought was just super, super interesting because it's just it just is kind of like going to show that he's doing him, but through the prism of like of Celine. Right. And I mean, because you're getting I'm looking at look three right now. Like you're getting like I see denim. I see the the the, the exotic looking knee high boots, which feels very Eddie, which feels very Saint Laurent. And then you've got like this big like luxe cape. Yeah. Which in a neutral tone in a big boxy cut, which feels very Celine to me. Um, so you know the, he he just kind of like hits on both hits on both sides here, and I I just thought it was I thought it was excellent. This is one of my favorite fashion shows of the year so far. Uh, wow, I like. I just, I'm, I'm super digging the aesthetic. It feels like, it feels like Oxford, or you know, like old school Ivy mm-hmm. League type stuff. Sixties, sixties mod British, plus New England kind of like prep Harvard stuff, with like a side of uh, of leather daddy. Yeah, it's got a, <laughs> a lot of edge to it. Everything and everybody's in aviators too, which I, yes. I kind of like. That. Yeah, uh huh. Um, so I, I just. You know, I'm basically I, I was a doubter of Eddie at at Celine basically, and um, you know one other thing that I wanted to add here was was I I will look forward to seeing if he can kind of do this on the men's side as well. Yeah, uh, the 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 web store is open, Celine. You can start buying some of the menswear. Okay, it does feel like a like a repurposed Saint Laurent right now, mm-hmm. um, but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how he can like kind of do a bit of a twist the thing is there's no there is no men's Celine archive to pull from so he cannot really like i guess that's the question is like he was he was clearly able to take some of old Celine type stuff and kind of factor it in here for fall 19 mm-hmm. there's nothing he can do that with with there is no old men's Celine. so it, it it is really kind of up to him I'm just curious as to like whether he can kind of like infuse something new right. or if everything is just skinny black jeans and razor cut suits and leather jackets. So I'd be down. I, you, dude, you know that I like that look. It's just <laughs> when we're talking about it, it's, so many people now, yeah. Sandro, Amiri, like Infant, Infant uh, can't even, uh, ERD, Infant Rich Dupreme or whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of brands like doing that, mm-hmm. that Eddie St. Laurent aesthetic. So it's just like I want to see him like use those fashion chops that I know he has and kind of like put a new twist on it. You know what I mean? Maybe he'll surprise us. Maybe he will. Um, All right. That's it for today on the Club Cool podcast. Thank you for listening. Once again, grab somebody's phone, get on there on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe them to this podcast. And then if you feel like it, you can tell them about the podcast too. But more importantly, subscribe them on their phone, whether they know about it or not. (laughs) We will see you next Wednesday for another rousing episode of the Club Cool Podcast. Goodbye. See ya.